Welcome everybody to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman. I'm the pastor here at Valley Christian Fellowship in Longview, Washington. Hey, thanks for joining me today as we continue in our devotional journey through the New Testament. Today we are going to jump into a brand new book, and it is the book of 2 Corinthians. Now, this is actually not Paul's second letter to the Corinthians. It's likely uh, probably his fourth letter, just based on some hints we have at the way they've corresponded. But this is the, the second letter to the Corinthians that that we have as uh, as inspired, that, that God inspired the Apostle Paul to write and that God preserved for us in the New Testament canon and that now we have today translated from Greek into English so that we can grow as disciples of Jesus Christ. And so excited to have you hear me today, here with me today. Um, you know, this letter, it starts off with just such a, an encouragement. It's got one of the greatest encouragement encouragements. In fact, this is a text that I use regularly in my life when I am when I'm struggling with something, when I'm discouraged. This is a text I use regularly when I'm ministering to people that have experienced pain and and sorrow, when, when we experience loss, when we're in unfair or unjust situations, when we are really just down. Now, I don't know if that's where you are. Maybe that's where you are today. Maybe you're in one of those seasons of life where you are just overwhelmed and you feel crushed. You're not sure really even what weighs up some days. Maybe you've had that in the past. Maybe that day hasn't come recently, but, but maybe it's just right around the corner. Well, my hope for you today with our ancient way for our modern day is the text that we look at today, it, you can store it in your pocket and you can hold it close so that in those moments when you are discouraged, when you're overwhelmed, when you're crushed, when you're burdened, when you're full of sorrow or pain, you will remember that, that there is something that's true about God that meets you right in that moment of difficulty. So, so with that said, look with me. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Uh, Paul is, he's introduced himself and he's addressed the Corinthians. And, and look at where he starts with this marvelous picture of who God is. He says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. <laughs> there, there is so much here. Let, let me just walk us through it. <clears throat> it starts with this acknowledgement. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord, Jesus Christ. It recognizes that there is one true God, and it recognizes the Lord, Jesus Christ. And then it says that God is, look at this, two things. He is the fathers of mercies, or Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort. Now check this out. When we talk about mercy, we talk about God not giving the just consequence for our sin. You and I, we have experienced the mercy of God through the work of Jesus Christ. God no longer gives us the consequence for our sin that we deserve because Jesus has received that. This means that God is the, he, he is the father of mercies. His, his mercies, they're new every morning. Why? Because the steadfast love of the Lord, it never fails. It says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. In our affliction, 
We, we can run all sorts of places. We can, we can numb ourselves with mindless media. We can drown our sorrows in strong drink. We can, we can find whatever kind of drug that we might want to take that will bring us some sort of comfort. We can comfort ourselves with um, going on an adventure after adventure and vacation after vacation. We can pursue uh, relationships and relationships that maybe aren't even healthy, but we think that that will comfort us. But look, all those places we look, we forget that we have, we have a God who is the God of all comforts. And here's what it says. He comforts us. In all our affliction, he brings comfort to the life of a believer. He cares for us in our affliction, in our sorrow, in our pain, in our persecution, in our trials, in our suffering. But but look at he, he cares for us so that he can care for others through us. Let me say that again. He comforts us so that we can comfort others, or so that he can comfort others through us. It says, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort which we ourselves are comforted by God. This means two very practical things. First of all, God wants to show his comfort through us to those in affliction. That's the first thing. Second thing, God has likely already shown his comfort to us through others. You know how God comforts his people? With his people. You know how God wants to care for you in your affliction and in your pain and in your sorrow and in your trial and in your difficulty and in your suffering? He wants to care for you through his people. I, I just think for a minute. Think of a moment where you were comforted by a brother or sister in Christ when you were going through a hardship. You know what was happening there? God was comforting you. He was comforting you through his people. Think about the time when you have been a listening ear or a prayerful voice and a shoulder to cry on when a brother or sister in Christ has been going through great difficulty. You know what was happening in that moment? God was comforting them through you. See, the church at its best is meant to be a beautiful, beautiful place. There's a book recently released uh, worth reading. It's called The Loveliest Place, right? Uh, but, but the church is meant to be such a lovely or beautiful place because it is a place where the people of God have God working through us, not just to build up and, and grow and disciple each other, but to comfort each other. So, so here's the ancient way for our modern day. Here's what I want you to consider. First of all, I want you to consider how you might need the comfort of God. If you're going through a difficulty and those around you don't know, or maybe those around you, they, they know, but they maybe haven't responded because you haven't really shown them like, hey, I really need you. Would you just humbly go to your brother or sister and say, I'm really struggling. And maybe the first one you go to, it falls on deaf ears. We all have moments when we, we don't care well. Go to another one. Call your pastor and your elders. Call, call the, the your women's ministry leader in your church. But, but lower your guard so you can be comforted. But then secondly, 
Will you, will you look around for those who are hurting and will you begin to comfort them? Will you look for ways that you can be that shoulder to cry on, that ear to listen, and that voice of prayer in their life? You know, I speak as a pastor. I know that I, I, I've got many people that I, I, I'm trying to comfort really most days, and it's a joy to do it. But I, the, some of the greatest moments in my life is when I see my church members comforting each other, caring for each other. See, the church isn't meant to rely on the pastor. The church is the people of God. All of us together, filled with the Spirit, walking in faith. And one of the great ways we do that is we comfort each other. Correction. We allow the comfort of God to flow through us to one another. So that's our ancient way for our modern day. Will you look to the Lord your God for comfort through his people? And will you be the comfort of the Lord your God as one of his people for those in need.